Welcome, Schools of Thought listeners. I'm so happy to be here today with Nicole Kuder. How do you say your last name? Kuderna. I always screw that up. I always say Kudra. Uh, Kuderna. Yeah. Nicole Kuderna. Um, her and I graduated, you and I together. Um, very happy to have you, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for having me. We were just talking about how I'd asked her if she had ever done a podcast before, and she said no. So I'm very happy that uh, Schools of Thought gets to be her first podcast uh, experience. Yeah. definitely I'm excited and we were just talking too about sort of wrapping up the year how have things been for you in terms of handling the pandemic I'm and you said you had third graders right or second graders second Second graders so you will get to see them as third graders but you know those little kids it's it's so sad not being able to say bye to them I know it's I just feel like I didn't prepare them for it and you know I feel like that's a lot of times our job is to prepare them for things and you know, how do you prepare a kid for, you know, a pandemic that me and you have never experienced either. So Mm -hmm. um, luckily technology has kept us um, pretty close talking daily with them. Um, Just trying to explain, you know, I feel like in elementary, we talk a lot about emotions. um, And so I've been trying to, you know, just reiterate that what you're feeling right now, confused, you know, anxious, I mean, we're all feeling like that um, because it's a, it's so confusing, you know, even for me and you and we're in our twenties and so. And we're supposed that, to have, we're supposed to have the answers. And then all exactly. these kids are like, huh, what, what's going on? We're like, we don't know either. Uh, sorry, but you can't say yeah. that, you know, um, it's really yeah. hard. Um, it is. Thinking back on your first year, what are some of your big takeaways? This is year one. I know it's crazy. Just in the books. just wrapping up one. Um, I would say the biggest takeaway is you know just knowing now that like this is what I was supposed to do. I'm put on this earth to teach. Um, you know, even on the hardest days, it's I walk away just ready for tomorrow. You know, um, I would say one thing that I've learned is definitely standing your ground um, and being very consistent with what you expect from every kid. Um, I felt like that was one thing I was like, oh, you know, you just like think back to situations and you're like, why did I say that? Why did I, you know, like, man. (laughs) So I would say that was probably the biggest thing where I was like, yeah, definitely consistency. And I'm in the exact same boat because you, you start off really strong with all your expectations. You're like, okay, I got this. And then you get to that first big scenario where a kid tests you and then yeah. you kind of let a little bit of it slide and then you know you think oh that's not too big of an issue and then later on like a week later they do it again and you're like oh no now we're digging a hole we gotta we gotta yep. get back out of this yep. so <laughs> I, uh, no. I think that's a big problem for first year teachers in general so what you for sure. <laughs> I'm glad that you feel confident in that now that's a big learning <laughs> yeah. thing yeah, definitely. And well, and I think too, like at the beginning of the year, you're trying to, you know, learn about your kids and kind of set boundaries. And, you know, as a first year teacher, you're not really sure what your boundaries are. You know, you kind of have to like learn on the fly, like, what am I going to be okay with? What am I not going to be okay with? Um, so I felt like it was a lot of like in the moment, like decisions, like. Yeah, a so, lot of trial and error. Yeah, for sure. And like, I love how you said that you have to, you have to be tested almost to figure out what your boundaries are because you've never been in charge of a classroom before. 
And so now it's like, okay, what are my boundaries as I leave this classroom? I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. (laughs) So. I know. um, Seriously. So you teach second grade um, within the Moines schools. So were you a person coming out of college where you were like, I can only do second grade. Like that is the grade for me. Or were you just like any elementary position? I feel like that's what a lot of people think is like, I can only do K through two or three through five. They really have a preference. Um, I would say I didn't really have a preference going in. Um, Like when I was applying for jobs, I just applied to whatever I could, you know, and what I was certified in. Um, It's interesting. Second grade was the only grade throughout college that I didn't do a placement in. Um, So I had never actually worked with second grade. Um, which I thought was really crazy. <laughs> um, but honestly, like any K, K through six, I would have been fine with, but I really fell in love with second grade. Um, you know, they're still kind of needy and little. They love school, but I can send them to the bathroom and trust that they're going to go and come back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I felt like second grade was a really great balance. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I really loved second grade. So that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I feel like for me, you know, I did major in elementary education and I was one of those people where I was like, okay, fourth grade and up, that's it. Or like, you know, a third yep. grade, maybe I could deal with that for a year or two, you know, but then I think yep. kinder, like I subbed for a kindergarten classroom and I'm like, these people are saints sent from <laughs> heaven because I cannot do this. I cannot do it. Um, and so I, I think I landed right where I needed to be in middle school. Um, for but sure. for those for those college students or first year teachers, you know, looking for jobs, don't set your your expectations on just one or one grade or a set of grades. You know, be Absolutely. open because because yep. it works out. Um, so I'm so excited to have you because I feel like this is an issue that um, a lot of teachers, a lot of educators, people just with busy lifestyles and careers, they struggle with this idea of integrating fitness um, and health into their daily schedules. I know I struggle with it, um, you know, and I'm a young guy, like I'm, I don't have a lot of like responsibilities in terms of family or, you know, outside mm-hmm. things. So like I have the least amount of excuses and it's still hard. Um, yep. So I want to go back to the beginning of this whole, um, like tell us about your fitness journey. like you know, talk about CrossFit. I know you do a lot of that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about your lifestyle. Yeah. So I guess fitness kind of started when I was little. Um, I grew up playing sports. Um, It's literally all I did, traveling teams, high school. Um, So I always, you know, I started lifting in high school and I really like fell in love with it. Um, Things just lifts felt natural. I could like remember, you know, like movements and stuff. Um, so it just, I don't know. I just felt, it just felt right. Um, and then, you know, you go to college and things kind of change. Your whole life is just like different. Um, so, you know, I didn't work out as much. I was trying to juggle, you know, going to class and friends and, you know, living in a dorm. It's just eating in a cafeteria you know, if you're not as active anymore, you know, I, I started to put on weight and, you know, I just fell into this place where I hated it and I knew I didn't feel good. Um, and so it was really hard to motivate myself, um, you know, to get back into it. 
but it, it was something I knew I missed. Um, so, you know, post-college, moving to Des Moines, um, I joined a gym here in Urbandale. Um, and one random day, this um, friend of mine from back home, he teaches CrossFit um, program at Lifetime. And he came up to me and said, like, hey, like, you should just, you know, try out my class. Um, and that day, he, he changed my life um, for the better. So I started doing CrossFit about um, a year ago, 14 months ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and ever since then, I, I'm hooked. You know, it's, it's an, like almost an addiction where it's just like I want to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, CrossFit, um, it's so fun. Me and two other girls um, started doing competitions. Um, and it's just a sport and it's a community, you know, of people that enjoy doing the same thing and you can connect with different people. Um, so yeah, it's, I never thought in a million years I'd be doing CrossFit yeah. um, and doing competitions, but here we are. <laughs> here we are, you're killing it too. Um, you know, it sounds like you, you, you had a connection to um, that CrossFit program through that friend from, from home. And, you know, once you started doing that, you found a community. And I think that's important um, because so many of us, you know, we go to, you know, like a, an Anytime Fitness or a Planet Fitness or, you know, like these big chain um, fitness places. And then we're just going alone or we're, yep. we're going by ourselves and we don't make a connection. We don't have that family sort of aspect. Um, so I think that accountability is super, super helpful. Um, sure. You know, as you began teaching how did you make sure that you integrated that into your schedule and you know were those friends the ones holding you accountable was it more so just you wanting to break your you know meet your own goals um what was yeah. that like for you with your first year um so i think you know i'm big on like routine and consistency um and so i did you know i woke up early in the morning all summer last summer and so it was really easy for me to just continue that routine. Um, so I don't know, we're teachers, we plan, you know, and I feel like that was something that I did. I planned out when I was going to work out because if you don't plan it into your day, you don't do it. Yep. Um, and so I was just super consistent with like, I know I'm going to get up early. Um, you know, the first couple of weeks were really hard. Like, your brain after teaching is just like mush. And, you know, if I didn't work out in the morning, I knew for sure I wasn't going to go after school. Um, and so I just think, you know, making it a point to say, get into a routine and keep it consistent um, is really going to help, you know, it just become a part of your daily life. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it. I just remember the first couple of weeks and it was, I was so tired, but I knew that working out in the morning was just going to make like, my mind was just going to be ready to go. I was going to be awake and alert and, you know, just start off the day, you know, doing something for myself and something that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think making it a priority and, you know, and also I, I coach volleyball high school volleyball. And so my afternoons, um, I couldn't make time for the gym. So I knew that if I had, if I was going to work out that day, it had to be in the morning. 
So you kind of had to sort of say, okay, here's my schedule. And I know for a fact, after school, after volleyball, all that, there's no chance of me working out. I'm going to be like brain dead. I'm going to be so tired. Like there's no, and then, you know, teachers are lesson planning, you know, depending on how prepared or not you are, you might be lesson planning for the next day, like that night, the night before, Um, you know, so if you're really not prepared, then it's just, you're going to push that down the priority list very quickly. So it sounds like you're just kind of like, I'm going to suck it up for two weeks, wake up early. And I know like everyone's gone to the gym maybe once or, you know, at least had a, a workout of some kind. You feel like the endorphins rushing. You feel great oh, after it. And so endorphins you, are the best feeling. <laughs> so it's like, if you know that that's going to be the feeling that you get in the morning, um, like the only barrier is just waking up, honestly, exactly. for a lot of people, it's getting up early. So how did you motivate yourself to, you know, so what time were you waking up in the morning? How'd you motivate yourself to do that? Um, so I would wake up at 4.15 in the morning and, you know, some days we'd have volleyball games. I wouldn't get home till nine o'clock, you know? So it was a grind. It truly is a grind. Um, but I, I think it's more, I think a lot of people might lack motivation, but it's knowing discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing and doing it for yourself. You know, there's a lot of days that I don't have the motivation to go in but I know that my future self is going to thank me for going in the morning. You know, it's more of a discipline thing, just knowing like you're going to really be mad at yourself at, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon when you don't want to go to the gym, but you skipped out in the morning, you know? So it's, yeah, that alarm goes off and yeah, you have that split second where you're like, man, this would be really nice to sleep in. But once you get up, like seriously, physically, just get out of bed, your, your whole day is, you know, set off to the right foot. So. Absolutely. Cause I think that's one of the biggest barriers, honestly, is people setting the snooze like button a thousand times in the morning. And then, you know, yeah. you just snooze so long, you fall asleep for an extra half hour, hour, whatever it is. And then you're like, Oh crap, I got to go to school. Like there are yeah. so many people that fall into that trap. And so whether Definitely. it's like, you know, forcing yourself to get up, like setting, I've done this plenty of times is, and I, I'm, I rearranged my room. So my phone is right by my desk, like right by my bed. And that's not a good thing. So yeah. like when school comes around, I'm going to move my phone like to the other side of my room. So I have to yeah. get up, go turn it off. And I'm like standing up, I'm awake. Um, and I'm going to school early almost every day. Like that's just a little mm-hmm. thing that I have to do to get yeah. myself up. And if whatever sure. it works for you, works for you. Um, yeah but it's taking that first step to do it. Exactly. And you have to find what works for you. And I think like what you do is different from what I do, but as long as you know, you're doing what you need to do, it it doesn't matter what that looks like. We don't care how you get up, just get up and go do it. (laughs) So a lot of people listening might be like, Oh my God, Nicole, 415 in the morning. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, how could the pros possibly outweigh the cons waking up that early? Like what were some of the benefits that you had like how did you feel when you were teaching were you tired were you energized like how do you how do you feel like that impacted you positively when you were teaching yeah so I just so I would work out in the mornings Monday Wednesday Friday um that was the days that I did my CrossFit um and I could could tell a complete difference from Monday and Tuesday you know, you're, I felt so much more awake and energized and, you know, I had already 
was moving around. So it was like, this is like kind of like my second wind at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, I'm ready to go. Um, compared to Tuesday morning when I'm getting up just even an hour later. Um, and I'm just like groggy and, you know, slow moving. And my, I feel like I can't like form sentences yet. You know, you're just, you're still trying to wake up. Um, and so being able to see the difference of how I felt just waking up one hour earlier was, um, really opening for sure. And just how I could teach and, you know, I just felt like the whole day went better, um, when I would get up early, you know, and it, it did take a long time to kind of, you know, get used to that, you know, first year trying to figure everything out. Like you're, it's just a whirlwind, but, um, consistency is definitely key. Right. And there's something to be said almost about that feeling of being up before everyone else is, you know what I mean? Um, like getting up while the world is still asleep and you're getting after it. Like that's, that gives you a little bit of confidence and it's not to be like a, like an, I'm better than you type of thing. I'm in the gym grinding and you're like sleeping in. That's not what it's about. Um, but it's more so for yourself knowing, Hey, I'm, I'm getting after it early in the morning. And I like, this is my mental approach to my day versus, you know, I'm waking up an hour too late and I'm just like, I'm, I'm walking into school, like coffee is not drank yet at all. Like I still got, give me another hour to wake up. Like we've all been there. Um, but that's a completely different mental approach to the day. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Definitely. And you know, there would be some afternoons where, you know, I'm up at four 30 by like two 30 when kids leave, I'm like, I am tired, (laughs) you know? So like just knowing that like, yes, I'm going to get tired in the afternoon, but then, you know, I'd have volleyball. So it was like, okay, here we go. You know? And it's kind of like, I would jump into practice with them because it was kind of like my way of like, all right, I need to like wake back up, move my body a little bit. Um, And you know, when it's nice out too, if I felt like the first month or so, you know, if it'd be nice out, I would take my class and we'd go jog a lap around the school. You Mm -hmm. know, we all need movement in our life. And you know, if I felt like the kids were starting to get a little like, Oh, I'm tired. You know, it's like, well, here we go. We're going to wake up, you know? So. And as much as the students will complain about that, they love it. They do. Yeah, exactly. They they want the movement. You know, I had the same thing with some of my, uh, especially in the later part of the day around that two 30 or one o'clock time where kids like it's post lunch, but then they like start getting tired of sitting at the desk all day. Um, like I would get those kids up and moving around. Um, for sure. That's absolutely true. So thinking about teachers, so we've been hitting sort of the the physical side of, okay, setting a routine, um, like holding yourself to that discipline of, you know, waking up, even if it's just a couple days a week, um, whatever works for you. During the day, you know, teachers only get like half an hour for lunch. Like, what do you recommend in terms of like nutrition to maintain that sort of healthy lifestyle because that's another key piece too. You can be working out a ton and then if you're not eating right, then it doesn't really do much for you. Um, So what would you recommend there? Um, So I would say again, you know, with the fitness side, you know, planning out when you're going to work out, but it's the same for nutrition, you know, meal prepping, planning your meals out. Um, I would meal prep two different meals. And then every other day I'd have a different lunch. Um, so, you know, I, it's making a list, being disciplined, you know, it's, 
it's so easy for teachers to get on their phone, order Jimmy John's and have it delivered. You yeah. know, well, I don't oh, yeah. have lunch. What am I going to do? You know, so I would just say personally, I know that if there's temptation, um, I'll eat it. So I need to make sure that I'm like planning out my meals. Um, otherwise, yeah, your workouts really, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. And I <laughs> feel know? like, I feel like for teachers too, they, 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 they like packaged um, food items that you're like microwaving or whatever. And just because it's quick, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, but you're saying like, just put in a little bit of extra thought and time, you know, maybe you take a Sunday, you know, and you prep yeah. your meals for the week. Like, is that what you kind of do for yourself? Yeah. So I usually go grocery shopping Sunday morning. Um, and then I meal prep my lunches in the afternoon and then, um, I put them in containers. So like I will have five containers on my counter and I put all my meals in there for the week so that I know, okay, I'm going to grab and go. Because when you think about it at four 30 in the morning, I'm not trying to pack a lunch. You know, I no. have to have every single thing. I pack my breakfast and I eat it when I get to school, my lunch, and then usually a snack, um, for the afternoon. Um, I literally pack everything because I know that if I don't have that and I start getting hungry, I'll start eating my kids' candy that I have for them. You know, it's like <laughs> this Jolly Rancher looks good. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I just I know that like I can have a hard time with like saying no to stuff like treats and stuff. And so mm -hmm. I I have to be very like strategic and you know, just very planned out. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you start to lose that discipline little by little. Um, you know, there's, sure. I don't remember quite what the saying is. Um, but like, it goes to like our leaders in society, like President Obama, you know, he would always have like the same two or three colors of like suits that he would wear, because he don't want to think about like, okay, what am I going to wear to this meeting today? Or what am I going to yeah. wear to this speech? Like, it's the same two or three outfits every time because he doesn't want to spend that mental energy like thinking about what he's going to wear. He's thinking about like solving the world's problems. Now, exactly. granted, that is like he's the leader, you know, is the leader of a society. But then you bring it down to yourself, you know, as a teacher on a day to day basis, you don't want to be thinking about, okay, now I got to think about uh, what meal I'm going to pack. And I got to, like, oh, I got to spend 15 minutes cooking. I got to let the dog out still. Yeah. I got to do all XYZ. And then you yeah. come into school stressed. You just want to be thinking about, okay, what am I going to teach today? Like, how For am sure. I going to help my kids? Like that should yeah. be the number one focus. So if you exactly. are disciplined, if you are planning, if you are uh, prepping ahead of time, then you can go into the school day much more focused than what really matters. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think another thing too is, you know, the stereotype of like a teacher's lounge. A teacher's lounge is a dangerous, dangerous place. It always has, you know, sweets. And I know at my school, I don't know how your school did it, but every Friday we would, a um, team would sign up for treats. And so like, seriously, there was probably like 10 different things of like soup or, you know, cupcakes or bagels, donuts, like all this stuff. And, you know, for me, I know that if I would go in the teacher's lounge, I would eat it all. And so, you know, it's part of a discipline thing. Like I knew that it was there, but I didn't even go in there. 
Now I'm not saying that like you can't have a donut. There were some days where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat a donut. You know, <laughs> treat myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in moderation. Like I just knew like going into Friday, I knew, you know, that that was down there and I need to, I needed to make sure like I knew going in like, okay, I'm going to get something, but I'm not going to have a whole plate. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I feel like that's another thing to teachers. You know, we bring treats or kids bring treats for their birthdays. You know, it's just like food all the time. Constant. Yep. Constant. So and, it's, and it's almost like, like you were saying, you had a schedule of, okay, every Friday teachers are bringing in treats. And so then, you know, if, like for me in my mind, you know, oh, now I, now I know that's coming every Friday. Well, I can just kind of depend on that for like yeah. a part of my meal. And that's not yeah. healthy. Like now you're building, you're basing like your meal plan off of a bad habit. Um, yeah. And that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not the point. Yeah, um, exactly. So like that, that's huge in terms of how teachers need to be focusing on their own discipline um, and like you said, it's all in moderation. It's not about like avoiding the teacher's lounge because, oh my God, they got glazed donuts every Friday. Like that's not what it's about. Um, yeah. It's all about taking things in moderation and then holding yourself accountable to um, that meal plan you set. And we've been talking about accountability a lot throughout this whole episode. What were ways for you to stay, like what were some of the ways that helped you stay accountable? Were there other people? Uh, were there other teachers? You know, was it mainly yourself? Um, I would say mainly just myself. Um, I just know that when I eat bad, I feel horrible. And, you know, then I'm tired in the afternoon if I have like a bad lunch where I'm like, and then I'm just like in a bad mood and mm -hmm. I don't want to teach and I'm just, you know, I'm ready for a nap. And so I know that like, for me, I need to stick with my meals that make me feel the best. Um, Cause you know, I feel like I owe it to my kids and I, I know we talked about this a little bit, but I owe it to my kids to be the best version of myself. And you know, if I'm skipping workouts and eating donuts for lunch, like that's not my best version. And I know that, and my kids deserve the best, you know? So I, I owe it to them as much as I owe it to myself. Mm -hmm. um, to be and I love that. Choices. I love that a ton because so many teachers would see, you know, oh, waking up at 4.15, lifting, going to CrossFit, eating right, like not saying that teachers don't want to eat healthy, but it's, it becomes a, a habitual thing of, oh, I'm just going to throw this in the microwave because it's what I, I don't have much time. That's like the big thing for teachers is this time um, because they're so dedicated to their kids, their lesson planning, they're doing all these things for their students, but they have to have this realization that taking care of yourself in a healthy way is for your students. Yeah. I think that goes exactly. missed for a lot of people. I agree. Oh. I agree, definitely. So I, I think if teachers think about, okay, if I if this is what it takes for me to the best, to be the best for my kids, you know, whether it's taking a walk, you know, before the school day or like mm -hmm. taking your students outside, you know, a couple times a week when you're feeling groggy or whatever it is, being super intentional about it is important. Um, for sure teachers can't just let that pass by. Um, are there any, any things yeah. that you did? I know you said you did the lap around uh, the school with your students. Were there other things you would do like inside of your classroom to help get your kids moving? Yeah. So I would, you know, and sometimes we would do like go noodles and stuff and it's like dancing and stuff, but 
you know, sometimes those get a little repetitive. And I think I would just tell the kids, all right, stand up, spread out. <laughs> and I would take about 10 minutes and I'd say, okay, we're going to do 15 jumping jacks. And, you know, I would do it with them. I'm not going to tell them to do 15 jumping jacks and I'm not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they loved it because they didn't know what was coming next. And I think that's a lot, you know, little kids love that, you know, it's like yeah. the suspense of like, Ooh, what are we going to do next? You know? Um, so we would do, you know, jumping jacks, run in place, um, just jump up and down, see how high you can jump, um, push-ups, squats, you know, stuff like that. These kids know what that, that stuff is and, mm-hmm. you know, it gets their heart rate up a little bit and you can just, when they sit back down after seven to 10 minutes of doing, you know, just a little bit of activity, you can just tell that their, their brain, their endorphins are moving, they're, they're mm-hmm. back, they're back in it. They're focused in like, you can tell once they sit down, like, oh, now they're like, this is what class should be like, because then you can really like taking that time to get them physically active saves you time from dealing with interruptions, dealing with all this like bad behavior where they're just, they they need to move. Um, So that saves you time when you're actually teaching. Absolutely. I, I would take 10 minutes all the time to have them focused for 10 minutes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. just little things. And, and I also think it's important too to let kids know that like my kids knew I did CrossFit. I'd show them videos for my competitions. You know, they would see me doing the movements with them. You know, I want them to know that I think that, you know, health and fitness is important too. Um, so that, you know, they can, you know, if they love it too, then go for it. You know, I'd love, mm-hmm. I'd love to share that, you know, common, um, interest with them. Um, you know, I'd hop into games at recess, you know, any time that I can show them that, you know, being active is, has positive, you know, positivity in your life, then absolutely. I'm going to do that. Right. And it's not like a, an empty teacher head, like explaining, Oh, this is why this is important. Like, no, you're actually living that out. You're showing them, you're explaining to them, you are doing it with them, which is huge. Um, Because there are so many teachers, you know, who struggle with that, with their content as is like, okay, I got to make it relevant to their their life, blah, 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 blah. But like, okay, now we're talking about our bodies and how we're feeling like this is, (laughs) it's happening right now. And I'm telling you right now, if I don't do 10 pushups, I'm going to be super tired and angry at you. Um, So like, let's go. Um, So I totally get that. Yeah, for me, like, it was hard. So it's different hearing second grade compared to I and I'm thinking in my middle school classroom, seventh grade you know, some students, they still like go noodle. Like I tried that a couple of times just to like get them moving and dancing and even just the yeah. mental break of them. Like, okay, we're going to watch this go noodle. And like, I'm going to stand awkwardly in the corner because I'm a middle school student. Like yep. even that helped them focus later on in class because they just needed that mental break. But you know, the ones that were dancing, were dancing, we're getting it, getting it going. Um, I know I would do yep. push-up contests with kids. Um, and then that would like get students to like buy into whatever we were doing. Um, even if the, if I was just doing pushups against one kid, didn't matter. Like everyone was bought, at least yep. bought in. Um, exactly. so like there, there are different ways that you can be creative with it. It's just whatever works for you. Um, for sure. For sure. It definitely is. A, they, oh yeah. Any competition they will, they'll dive right into it. Um, and if you can make it fun, if you can make it engaging and all positive, of course, it's not like you're saying drop down and give me 10 or I'm sending you to the principal. Like yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah it's illegal uh like it's it's all it's all meant to be fun it's all meant to 
meant to be enjoyable for everybody. Um, for sure. So, um, any other pieces of advice or tips that you would give to teachers that are, you know, wanting to be more active or be more physically fit? My dog. Um, I would just say, you know, start small, start somewhere, whether that's a, a one mile walk or, you know, do you just go out and walk your dog? If you have kids, take them out for a walk, bike rides, you know, it doesn't have to be like CrossFit. You know, that's just something that I love doing, but you know, I would just say starting small um, and finding time. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's, I just, I don't have time. Well, you know, it's 4% of your day. I, someone told me that while we were working out that, you know, one hour of working out is 4% of your day. You know, use that hour that you'd spend after school on your phone or watching Ellen, you know, something like that <laughs> and go out for a walk, you know? Um, and if you have a family, it's like, have them join you, you know, it's yeah. finding small ways to make it a priority, I think is, is huge. Um, and that looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But that puts it into such a great perspective of, you know, it only takes 4% of your day. And you, I guarantee you can find 4% that is used on mindless things. Like you said, I know that I dive into this so bad, where I get home, I I'm just like you said, my brain is mush from teaching all day. I lay on my bed and I just scroll for like half an hour, 45 minutes. And then, then I go, Oh, I got to make dinner. And you know, then you just, the whole yep. cycle starts over again. And so, you know, instead of doing that, go outside, go on a walk, take my dog out. Like, you know, yep. there are all these different things you can do that aren't, you know, it's not about like, you need to go run a 5k. Like it's not, it's not the point. Yeah. Um, it, it can be simple. Be very exactly. simple. Exactly. That's awesome. And you know, I think too, like some of my best ideas, like for lessons or, you know, things that I've tried in my classroom have come from me just walking, you know, it's a time where you can, if you still feel like you need to be thinking about school, think of it on your walk, you know, go just move your body. You can still be thinking about, you know, what you're going to do tomorrow or what you're going to plan or, you know, things that you need to have ready. Um, so I, Cause I get it. You know, your teacher brain doesn't shut off just like that. Um, but you know, finding something that you can multitask. I mean, we're great multitaskers. So it's mm -hmm. like use our superpowers to our advantage. Right. Well, and like you were saying earlier with the endorphins and that sense of like focus after you're done with a workout, like you, so many teachers leave the school day feeling exhausted and stressed and just like tired if you approach and then you start having to plan for the next day and then you just get in a cycle of exhaustion. But if you yeah. interrupt that cycle with, you know, a walk or some sort of physical activity, you can approach like that lesson plan with a much clearer mind. Um, sure. And you can be more productive when you're actually doing the nitty gritty planning of, you know, your day. Absolutely. It just, yeah. it seems like it's, it, it seems like it's an extra step, but it's not because it's, it's exactly yeah. what we talk about with this front loading idea. Like you are doing the work up front by taking that walk or going on that run um, to then mentally clear your head for when you are planning. So hopefully yep. you would be saving time instead of, you know, two hours lesson planning, you're spending one. Like yep. that's the whole goal. Exactly. So, Definitely. That's awesome. Well, I know you post a ton of like your CrossFit journey. Where can people connect with you or support you? Like Instagram, I know you have Instagram. 
Yes. Instagram, uh, Facebook. I know my gym has, um, a Instagram page, um, that they post a lot to, um, so yeah, my coach posts a lot. Um, it's, it's a, it's a fun time. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Nicole. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Thank you.